I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Well, hello there, and welcome back to Book Publishing A to Z. I'm Coach Tam, and I'm excited to be digging into part four with you today. But if you haven't already, please go back and check out episodes one, two, and three on this topic because they will be a blessing to you. We don't want you to miss not one detail because we want you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. Well, today we're going to be hanging out in one alphabet, believe it or not. We're going to be spending our time in the section of the letter P today. And the first term that we are going to explore together is a persona. So the word person with an A on the end. Now you may have heard of some things that relate to this term, like demographics, uh, how old a person is, whether they are male or female, where they live. Uh, If you've really been studying marketing, you may have even heard of another term, which is actually my favorite, psychographics, which really seeks to understand how a person thinks, the things that they value, what they are interested in, their mindsets and and their belief systems. These things are really important to know. But there's another step that you want to take as an entrepreneur. Remember, we're writing books, but we're also building a business at the same time. Well, one of the realities of business is if we do not have customers or clients or readers, then we don't really have a business. And being able to get in tune with the persona actually positions you to attract clients, readers to you. So let's talk about what a persona is. Now, the first thing to understand is that a persona doesn't actually represent one person. It's a fictional depiction. It's it's a made up (laughs) version of your model customer. So think of it as if you were to combine the characteristics of several people into one, but it's like that perfect match. Like back in the day when you were dating, like your dream guy or your dream girl, take that principle and apply it to the business of books. This is your dream guy or dream girl that you think is going to really be positively impacted by your book. So while it does not represent one reader, it actually represents a segment or a group of readers that are within your target audience. So if you can get good at identifying the characteristics that align to a persona that is really interested in your book, Not only will you have a much easier time with selling your book, but down the road, as you look to add additional products and services, you will have already developed a market for those things because you've done such a good job on the front end. Understanding your persona also helps you to be able to identify where this target audience is, like 
Are they on Facebook or are they on Instagram or is it both? Are they on Snapchat or TikTok? It matters. Do they tend to hang out in Facebook groups or do they listen to podcasts or both? And even if you explore that, okay, what types of Facebook groups are they in? What types of podcasts do they listen to? Do they follow certain blogs, magazines? If you can zero in on those items, then that allows you to focus your marketing efforts in the right place. The last thing that we want to do is to waste time, energy, and effort. So I want to challenge you before you publish the book to really get clear on your persona. Take out a piece of paper, jot down some of those demographic and psychographic characteristics. Go out and find a picture, a stock image of someone that you think represents those things so that you literally have a visual in your mind as you're writing and as you're doing your social media to promote your book. Think about the type of car that they drive, the side of town that they live on. The more fun that you have with it and the more time and energy you invest on the front end in this process, the better off you will be. I also want you to be thinking about getting into the mind of that person. What is keeping them up at night? What are they worried about? Is there something that they're hiding or protecting that they don't want anyone else to know? What do they want more than anything else? And here's the big part. How can you, through your book, help them get there? What is it that they are struggling to figure out, probably on their own, that you already know? Maybe you're able to give them the keys to success, and they will be so thankful if you can position your book in that way, all right? So make sure that you take seriously this concept of personas before you publish. All right, let's move on to our next term. We're journeying on in our P's. And the next term that we are going to explore today is print on demand, print on demand. And you may have seen this reference as POD. Now, let me give you an example as a business owner that I think of when I think about how to explain why print on demand is beneficial, right? So my company, 265 Point, we have these t-shirts and we've actually had them, I think the first year that we put them out was 2016. And I was working with a local vendor that I really, really loved. But one of the challenges with them is that in order to get a t-shirt, I had to place a minimum order. So when we started out, I think the minimum order was 10. um, And then over time, it would increase. Well, not a huge deal, right? Because we're probably going to sell 10 shirts. But it became really challenging to guess, okay, do I need smalls, mediums, large? What is the mix of those items? It was really hard to figure out. So what would often happen is I would try to guess at that and I would get it wrong. The person that wanted to buy the shirt wasn't interested in that size. So then every time I needed another large, I found myself having to place another order for another 10 shirts. That adds up pretty quickly because now it's the price of the shirt times 10 every time that I order. Well, now maybe that doesn't exactly describe the situation with ordering books back in the day, but this concept of minimum orders exists in many businesses and it makes it expensive because you end up, just like in my instance, having to stock something that you're not yet able to sell. 
right? So if, for example, it is $4 for that book at cost, and I have to do a minimum order of a hundred, I've got to put up $400. With print on demand, everything changes. That book is stored in the system at Amazon, for example. And when a person places an order, they can place an order for one book. So you are no longer in the warehousing business. So the system is set up so that the customer pays the list price. The cost of the book is deducted and you get the royalty that has been established for that particular platform. Now, I know that we want those costs to be as minimal as possible, but I want to challenge you to consider what if you actually had to have minimum orders? It would make it so much more expensive. You'd have to stock everything. When someone wanted to order something, you'd have to have that nice cushy envelope. You'd have to address it. You'd have to go to the post office and mail it and get exactly the right postage. And not to mention driving to the post office, all of those things add up to not only financial costs, but time and energy costs. Print on demand makes our life easier. So even though there are some costs associated with it, I'm a huge fan of this model because it removes the cost of warehousing. All right, let's continue our journey through the letter P and talk about another very important topic that actually in some ways relates to our discussion around print on demand. The next term is proof. Now a proof is a copy of the book that is produced so that it can be checked. A publisher may order this just to make sure that everything presents well before that book is released to the masses. And if you are a self-publishing author, you want to get a proof of your book before it is released to the public. Quick story. I did not take this step back in the day. And as a result of that, I ended up with an entire box of books that could not be sold. Those books represented something like, I don't know, 200 and something dollars that I lost on the front end because I didn't take the step to get a physical copy of the book to make sure that I was satisfied with the layout and the look to inspect it for typos that may have been missed during the process to make sure that all the charts came across well. I did not take that step and I greatly regretted it. So this is another one of those terms that I am very, very passionate about. Please do not order large shipments of your book or release your book to the masses without taking the step to get a proof. Yes, it does extend the time of the project because it means that once you get everything uploaded and set up, you do have to wait until a physical copy of that book is mailed. But this is one of those business decisions that pays off because you don't want a situation like mine where it ends up costing you a lot of money and quite honestly, a lot of embarrassment because I promised that I would get people copies of the book and I didn't realize that there were all these errors in it, okay? So save yourself that trouble. Make sure that you get a physical proof of your book and inspect it thoroughly. And here's a bonus tip. 
Have some others inspect it with you as well. You guys can compare notes and make sure that any adjustments that need to be made are made before your book is made available to the general public. All right, it's almost time to wrap up our session today, but we cannot do it without exploring one more term, and that term is publicist. This is another important topic because one of the biggest challenges that many authors face is getting the word out about their book, meaning people knowing what they have written about, why it's important, getting exposure, getting opportunities to talk about and share their message. And so this term, the publicist, is a person that actually helps make this happen. So a publicist's job is to manage media and public attention for a book. This can come in the form of press releases, arranging events, setting up book signings, author interviews, and book reviews. So I'm here to tell you it's a very important job. And here's the decision that you have to make. Are you going to hire someone to do this for you? And a good publicist is going to be an investment of money. But remember, this is a business and there are startup costs and maintenance costs of running a business. Or are you going to learn how to be your own publicist? Family, I'm here to tell you that those are really the only two choices. If we don't either hire someone to do the work for us, or learn the skills to be our own publicist. We will not have enough exposure and visibility for our book, which means that we will not sell as many copies as we would like to sell. And bigger picture, because our mission is to impact people. We have this heart-centered message that we wanna get out. The bigger issue is the people that desperately need to hear what we have to say will never hear it. So. Today, as we wrap this up, I want to challenge you to make a decision. No more talking about, well, not enough people know about my book. No more, well, I don't understand marketing. I don't understand promotions. I don't understand publicity. Listen, the success, not just of your book, but the success of you getting out your message depends on your decision today. So I want to invite you. If you've decided, you know what, I really want to learn this so that I can be good at it so that as my next book comes out, I'm able to help make it happen for myself. I want to invite you to join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Just go to your Facebook groups area and search for us, Christian Authors Network. If you join us, you will find lots of great resources that help you level up in the areas of marketing and promotion. Listen, we've got to get good at this stuff if we really want to make an impact and make a difference. Well, listen, this does it for this episode of Book Publishing A to Z. If this has been a blessing to you, do us a favor, submit a rating, do a review so that we know to keep this content coming. Well, I will be back soon for part five. God bless. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, 
then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.